Hi, and welcome to Love Under the Patriarchy, Episode 7, Casual Conversations in Community about love under systems of oppression. Um, Jay and Jack visited Christine and I over the summer from Montreal, and of course, the four of us sat down in the living room and just got into it, and it is wicked, it is so good. Jay and Jack was, were so generous about getting into how they safely do polyamory with themselves and with the other people involved in their relationships and how the incredible intentional expressing and receiving of care absolutely ripples to the other people involved with the polyamorous relationships, to our places of work, to our uh, buds, and into community. And that's why I love the conversation around open relationships uh, because it really does flip the script on the way that we're taught how to do relationships. So here it is. I'm so excited. And it's a, it's a fun uh, episode in that it was all of us just doing hard therapy with each other, like hard co-regulation. And uh, the most intentional love under the patriarchy and systems of oppression I could think of is this episode. And it's really um, valuable to me to be able to have these conversations with my friends. I feel incredibly lucky and uh, just so lucky to be uh, in company with Christine, Jay and Jack. So please enjoy the episode and I'll uh, see you all in the outro. Welcome to Love Under the Patriarchy. Woo! <laughs> Jay, Jack, and Christine and Stevie the Cat are all here. It's 12.30 in the afternoon. Jay and Jack just made us a beautiful brunch. And they're visiting here from Montreal. And we are currently recording from me and Christine's home, Newfoundland and Labrador. Darkly in St. John's and it's a hot time because it's Lonnie Vanya right now. And I always, well, Christine and I always wanted to have, and Stevie the Cat, have always wanted to have a conversation with Jay and Jack about love, because mm. love rules. Mm. And uh, I feel like you're both really good at love. Oh, that's so, nice. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. And we'll do a little intro. So, like, pronouns and how you kind of, like, identify yourself in the world kind of thing or whatever you want to say about yourself. For many, many, many thousands of listeners. <laughs> so they can get an idea of who's, of who's talking oh, no. about love. <laughs> and many, many's. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Renee, the usual. And uh, she, her, white settler here in Newfoundland, Labrador. Punker, pretty much 40. Nan, <laughs> Nan lifestyles. Uh, excited. Uh, I'm Jay. I use he, him pronouns. I live in Montreal and I, I don't know. That's it. I play music. I have a shitty job that I hate and I, yeah, I just, I, I have a lot of love to give. Hey, I can tell. I can tell. I love it. Uh, I'm Jack. My pronouns are they, them. Um, I am a white settler who currently lives in Montreal. Um, I'm a failed or elapsed librarian, maybe. Uh, 
also, you know, punk and I, I play some music and uh, just have an absurd number of uh, jobs that I do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Uh, I actually didn't know you were previously a librarian. I, I went to library school. That's amazing. And then uh, didn't get a real job because yeah. I don't want one. No, real jobs are terrible. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Although the library here is cool. It's really like cool. Maybe should cool. Move here. It's I know. really cool. Maybe I should. I'm Christine. Um, I use she, her pronouns. I am a, a white settler here in St. John's. And uh, I like to do printmaking and play music. And I love my cat, Stevie. Yes! Stevie. And Christine, of course, is our love under the patriarchy partner. Um, okay, so, but since everybody else did it and I skipped, I'm also a white settler with indigenous ancestry. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have uh, indigenous ancestry. It is yeah. also beautiful. Hell yes! Okay, here we are. Christine uh, is a little sleepy because she's playing in a punk band tonight and did a whole weekend of... Um, what'd you do a whole weekend of? Party time. Party oh, yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is very exciting. Tell me, tell us everything. Well, okay, wait. <laughs> First of all, Christine and I... Well, you both already know the vibe of the podcast. Yeah, Because yeah. you both love it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So we're here just to celebrate love. And uh, Christine always says, like, love is resistance. And I really like that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so how we love. And we're here to celebrate how we love as, like, yes, like, a, a thing that, like, keeps us going under systems of oppression, patriarchy, capitalism, colonialism, all the things go deep. Stay, 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 like, go, go wherever you want to go, but let's hear it. How do you, what's your favorite ways to love under systems of oppression? Well. <laughs> so that's in that's community. That's a light starter question. That's just yeah. a chill question. So, so is there, like, how you love in community, how you love uh, romantically? You, like, we've all t always talked about, like, how wonderful it is that y'all are really good at open relationships you know that's the juicy stuff that listeners want to hear about <laughs> yeah. how, to, how, to, how to be in uh open relationships in, I think, in hot safe yeah. ways i think like fundamentally for me it's really about being true to like yourself and respecting yourself and what you want but also like knowing that and yeah. being able to find that and also obviously being true and respectful with the people that you're loving with and you know, like all the people around you in your life, like it really, it's important to, you know, just like love and respect and honesty. It all like comes as a one package, you know, yeah. and you have to like find that, yeah. you know, and like not letting somebody else or something else or other systems like define mm -hmm. what you want, mm -hmm. you know, and what you really want. You know, yeah, because it's pretty easy to just be like, this is what I want and have it like, you know, not really be what you want or like not true to who you are or like you end up like really kind of betraying that because yes. like you're you're 
needs and wants like come out in other ways. Yeah. Um, so you're telling me that you need to know what you want, what you really what you're really, really <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. That song was playing in right all there. of our heads. I was like, Renee, yeah. bite your tongue. Like, don't sing the Spice Girls. Did I actually right say now? that live? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. We're changing the also, name of the if podcast. You be my lover. <laughs> You've got to get my friends. Exactly. It's important. This 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 episode is called Love. What you want? What, what you, you really really want? want. <laughs> and that's hot. Tell me what. Tell me, tell me what you want, and that's a consent piece. That's an uh-huh. open, an openness to expressing invest, desire, expressing yeah. desire. Mm-hmm. And I want to come back to right away, Jay, because you know this podcast. I always bring it back to my own healing because this podcast is for me <laughs> yeah. and my process. Yeah. But my therapist made me realize I don't know how to name or even recognize my own needs. Mm. I, Jack is pointing I'm, at me in a knowing way. I am what did that bring up? Gesturing over here. Go. Uh, because I like I have a lot of trauma around dating and relationships yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and so one of the most difficult things for me is actually being able to articulate to myself what I want and what I don't want, mm-hmm. and then express that to another person. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I often find that I don't... I'm not aware of my boundaries until they've been crossed. Yep. I'm not aware of, like, what the things that I want or need are until I, like, realize that I'm not getting those. Mm. Uh, so relationships have become this, like, really intentional process of navigating that and, like, trying to figure out what want and desire and need and, and all of that kind of stuff are. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. How, what, do you want to go a little bit into, like, what's, like, a, a cute little, like, uh, situation where you had an aha moment, like, oh, that is my boundary, I didn't know before, it's been crossed, now mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with it, like, how did you um, do it in a way that honored you? A thing that we, we started doing, like, pretty early in our relationship is just, like, p- like, practicing setting boundaries. Yeah. That's about things yeah. that weren't necessarily a boundary. So just being like, you can say no about this at any time. Mm. Just go ahead and say it. Mm. Like, whenever you want. It doesn't mm. have to actually have to be, like, a hard boundary crossing. Mm-hmm. Just, like, practice saying no. And, like, having that be okay and having it be respected. Because so many people have Just, not had that experience. Yeah, and yeah. I have never had that experience before. Of it being we, safe we to would, say like, no. We would, play with it. We'd be mm-hmm. like, this yeah. is the thing we're going to say no about today. Yeah. yeah, you know. That's a What's an example? Is there one that would stick out in your head? I mean, there was just like sometimes when we'd just be like, "This is like, you know, we're only going like this far," uh-huh. and we like play with that a little bit, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that's amazing. Yeah, like you know, like just be like, I, "Um, like I'm, I only want to make out today." Yes. You know, just like maybe you don't only want to make out, but you're like setting that boundary and then like practicing just being like, "This is just, that's it." You know. Yes. And just like seeing what it feels like. See yeah. What it feels like to set a boundary and have it be respected. And was it scary for you to set a boundary? Terrifying. And so, Terrifying. what'd you do with that? Um, did you sit with it in your body? Yeah. Did you, yeah. And it like took a long time for it to be something that like was okay to do. Yes. And it was so nerve wracking and so like awkward and like I would get really like you know sweaty and nervous and and like giggly about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but it's like it's like that thing where. 
you can you can heal sort of like intellectually, but it takes a long time for it to sink into your body mm-hmm. and for your body to not have a reaction it's true. to things. Yeah. And so like we found that sort of practicing it in like really low pressure ways, let it sink in and become like a nervous system response. Um, and it took a long time and it took a lot of practice, but now it's like, I, I am starting to have like biofeedback about mm. where my boundaries are mm. and where my desires are and where mm. my needs are. Mm. Um, and yeah, it took a whole bunch of like really silly practice to get there. I never actually thought about starting small like that with those, those practices. And that's actually brilliant. Cause it, cause you're not waiting for your body to go into, right. to be activated. Yeah. Like fight, flight, like panic. Mm-hmm. Cause that's unnecessary mm-hmm. if, if you don't have to, yeah. you know what I mean? And so we should be able to set boundaries things. wherever we want. On oh the my day God, to day. death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, so there's, all, there's often so much pushback when we try to make boundaries if relationships aren't intentional mm-hmm. and it sounds like your relationship has, was intentional from the get go. Yeah, it was. It was. And that's like a function kind of like the style of relationship that we've been doing because like we, we are polyamorous. Um, we're in an open relationship. We both have other partners. Um, and so everything about our relationship from the very, very beginning required so much communication and so much like just really honest, vulnerable, like this, these are my needs. This is my capacity. This is like everything else that I have going on. This is the space that this has to fit into. Um, and then it becomes a negotiation from there, but like all of that stuff has to get laid down at the beginning in order for it to be something that can be healthy. And we've talked about like not having the hierarchy mm-hmm. with, between all of your relationships. Yeah. And so that like intentional communication probably had all of your partners involved. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're in multiple, like really serious relationships, like, yeah. you always have to be communicating with everybody and everybody kind of has to be on the same page about stuff yeah and that can be really challenging and hard and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of work but it's like you know it pays off in the end it does pay and it's like you have to like that's part of like respecting everybody you know it's not like only respecting the people that the however whatever people are in the same room together right it's like okay now you know everybody kind of has to be on you know you don't like it's not every single little detail, mm-hmm. but like all the important stuff, like and all the big things, like you know, you have to. Everybody has to be on the same page about it, and everybody has to know what's coming up and mm-hmm. everything like that. And you know, you gotta treat other people how you want to be treated, and you also learn a lot about how you want to be treated yeah. through this kind of relationship building too, right? It sounds like um, a bunch of co-regulation. Oh yeah, it's like a big crew. Yeah, it's like an interesting. It's like an interesting microcosm of community. Because you really come to understand how, like, a decision that, or a decision or an event or, or an experience or whatever, like, impacts, it ripples. Yes. Um, so, like, a, a decision that I make is going to affect Jay's other partners yeah. and my other partners. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you just, everything becomes more intentional because it has to be because you don't, I don't want to be unaware of the types of ripples that are going to happen from something that I do. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I think about that a lot in terms of like our relationships are non-hierarchical, which means that, you know, the love that I have for the people in my broader community is on the same level as the love that I have for my partners. Um, and so that becomes a practice of like 
how how wide can this spread like how many how encompassing can this be this like idea that everything that I do affects everybody around me yeah and what are because I'm really into love and community aside from our romantic partners so what does that look like for you like your love and community um, and then I want to get back to the juicy details of your personal relationship, but in community as well. <laughs> For me, it looks like, you know, I take care of my neighbors and my yeah. friends and the friends of my friends and, you know, my coworkers or whatever, like the same way that I want to be cared for, yeah. which is the same way that like my partners care for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really important. And like caring about your partner's partners, mm-hmm. you know, and like caring about the relationships your partners have with other people. Yeah. And then that like kind of bleeds out into like how you are with your friends. Yeah. And yes. the people in like your, your really like, you know, that level of community, your coworkers and you know, just, it's, it, it really, it kind of influences everything, even though like, you know, your romantic relationships are very separate from your work life, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like the way that you interact with your coworkers is all influenced by that. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're just moving from like a, a very much like nonviolent communication style, like very much like respecting each other's back. Like, what does it look like? Like, how does it carry over for you? Like, I think that versus just... like a norm way of not norm, but, but like someone who's not into uh, practicing such intentional love. Yeah. Well, I think that like, for example, at work, it's yeah. like really easy to see, like when you start breaking down these boundaries in like your personal relationship, yeah. it's really easy to see like power dynamics and stuff like that yes. at work. Yes. Uh, for example. And so a lot of times at work, you can just be like, well, the, you know, you'll be sitting in a meeting or something and someone is like clearly not being heard yeah. and like they're not being respected. Yeah. And maybe because the power dynamics in the room and then, you know, you kind of figure out ways to like work your conversation so that everybody has equal footing. Yes. Um, and I think that also happens in, in relate in your relationships too, because you'll be like, okay, this is this big web, right? Like our relationship is not like, you know, it's not just like a V not or like linear, a yeah. W or whatever. It's like yeah. this web, right? Yeah. So all those people need to be respected and everybody has... It's, it's interesting to have someone who's, like, maybe, like, two people removed have a boundary on your relationship, right? Yeah. So, like, just, like, and, like, communicating those things in a way that gives everybody power. And, you know, in a place like a workplace where there always is a power dynamic. Yes. There, that's, like, a really kind of interesting way to, you know, apply this stuff. And it just kind of comes naturally after a while. Yeah. Because you're working on it, you're like, no, this isn't, like, this person's ideas valid or whatever you know like you try and boost their voices just like you do in like any kind of community yeah you know but in like in the workplace it like plays out a little bit clearer i think and a little bit harder which is so which is so wild because usually the way people do relationships is under such like um secrecy Mm -hmm. and that's what creeps me out about it all like it's like we're, we're it's like okay that's that's their business but it's like no how we interact with like our love should absolutely be how we interact in the world and carry yeah. over into community and work or wherever we are and showing up and, and breaking down those power dynamics and those hierarchical yeah. ways of being in, in under under systems of oppression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the record also, I've, I work in like a very normy workplace. I was waiting you know? for you to go into that. Like, yeah, like I just work in like a, an industrial company and I actually have a lot of power because I've been there for a long time and I'm yeah. I'm like a technical resource there. Yeah. So in that way that also enables me to break down a lot of things that are happening there. It gives me like the the power and the opportunity to break that kind of stuff down. Yeah. But 
a lot of shit plays out there that's like you know a lot of like punks and anarchists and stuff would just be like appalled about you know <laughs> because it's like a fucking normie workplace yeah yeah and there's all kinds of weird shit like people playing games and stuff and, yeah and you just see it and you're just like well you know let's, we, we can work on breaking this down you know? yeah mm-hmm. which is way more realistic yeah you know what I mean and, it, and it, it like like not that I care about making the company better because like who gives a shit it's just a job but like but I don't want to be there. around those environments yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah it makes sense that's beautiful. I, I love that. Christine, how are you feeling over there? I feel fine. Yeah. I was just going to add that, you know, like, if, if you're working full-time, that workplace is, like, really important. Because yeah. that's where you spend most of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've definitely had, like, you know, toxic workplaces that have, like, kind of, like, ruined my time. Oh, yeah. And, like, also, like... It digs at your self-esteem after a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone's, like, constantly... I, I worked a job where I was, like, supposed to be managing, and I was, like, constantly being undermined by my boss, like, any mm-hmm. sort of system I put in place. And it just, like, really... After a while, like, really fucked with my self-esteem. Oh, I mean, I was sure. younger then, but... Yeah, so I think it does matter, those, like, relationships at work, unfortunately. Under capitalism, we all gotta <laughs> yes. work to survive, which is sucks. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm here for the conversation because so far in our episodes, no one is really named that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I also try to. Well, now that I'm a boss, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. trying to bring in those same tools into how I interact uh, with the people that I work with. You're very gracious with your time and energy and in the way that you communicate in a really fair way. I hope so. Yeah, I see you. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Like, I'm, I intentionally am not in charge of people, but just because of, like, the nature of my position, there's, like, people that, I mean, I'm, like, I, like I'm just kind of a resource for, you know? Like, if there's problems, yeah. they come to me. Yeah. And I do a lot of training and stuff like that, and I try to really make it, obviously, non- hierarchical in those situations and it's kind of tough because there's just like this like experience that I have that like other folks don't have and it's pretty it would be very easy to just be like no you just do it my way yes you know yeah and there's plenty of ways to do it that are perfectly fine yeah you know and everybody's input is really important yeah but I really like this because I really like taking the way that we love and, and care out of our our uh, silos mm-hmm. of like a very specific company that a lot of us keep, mm-hmm. yeah, like within the sure. punk community, anarchists, people doing incredible work, and I really like to try to figure out like how can that carry over to like my nan or like my work when I'm welding like mm-hmm. with the Iron Workers Union, which is like super duper hyper masculine and stuff, and I don't I don't want to go too deep into this, but just to name it, just like the buys would just like openly you know be racist and and homophobic and transphobic and all the things but then when we get one-on-one we'd have a beautiful conversation uh-huh. and you know it wasn't my job obviously but I really liked uh getting to a place where they felt safe to be vulnerable with me mm. and in the end you know they'd be like asking me advice about their their marriage and how to treat their wife <laughs> and then suddenly I'm getting meals sent in by their wives <laughs> <laughs> so good. like like homemade 
meals, like new traditional Newfoundland meals from yeah. like the bay. Oh, <laughs> so it's just interesting, you know. Like I, I do like to try to figure out to like uh, a way to, because sometimes fear keeps me away from mm. people who don't have the same anti-oppression framework that yeah. we all work mm-hmm. from. And I, so I'm just glad you brought that up because because I like trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I find it really hard. I can't figure it out. Safety is obviously really important for all of us, but it's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I actually do a lot of that at work. Like, that's, like, my, like, as far as, like, activism goes, I feel like that's where I do the best work, is, like, at work when I'm... Yeah. Because also people, like, they view me as an expert on, like, the thing that we do at my work, and then, you know, customer or whatever, like, I show up, and even if I look like a freak, they're like, this person is an expert, Mm -hmm. you know? So I get access to a lot of conversations that i couldn't otherwise have that's a little bit different angle than you but it's like i don't let shit slide at work yes and then because of the position i'm in like i'm safe to have those conversations yeah and it's like just not a lot of people have that opportunity to do that yeah so i think it's really important you know to like bring that into the other spaces in your life where that are safe to talk about those yeah you know like not everybody's obviously safe to talk about that stuff at work it's true but um you know like in your in your personal relationships with your friends like your family whatever it's really important to like bring that stuff up yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's when it when it comes up yeah totally totally especially since like the working class and, and the working poor like i would love for us all to fucking get together to burn it all down so you know what i mean but anyway those are all side notes i'm looking at christine's book conscious loving on our on our bookshelf the journey to (laughs) co-commitment and i'm bringing this up because um first of all christine has been talking this book up with me for a while the the copy on our shelf i believe you gave to me like a few years ago and but as soon as you all walked in, Jay and Jack walked into our house. They were like, "Conscious loving, we have a copy." Because Christine, Christine gave <laughs> yeah. gave Jay a copy too. And when we were chatting about um, open relationships, polyamory, and all that stuff, we were chatting about like all the resources mm-hmm. that we have, which are limited, mm-hmm. but like a yeah. lot more these days. But like limited to like the how to with two like safe relationships and stuff. Uh, y'all made a list and I'd love to hear the list again for the podcast, but y'all came back to conscious loving. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, us great. about it. Tell us about it. Cause I still haven't read it cause I'm an avoidant. But I haven't read that it. much of it. Yeah. I started reading it. I'm, I'm or why you loved yeah. it. Tell us why you loved it. Yeah, like, so what, I mean, it just like, it's like, it hits home like right away for me because one thing for me is that I don't make space for myself a lot of the time. And that's another thing with mm-hmm. polyamory is like, you know, you can really easily fill your life up with relationships and, like, not make any space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is the typical way of doing it, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And the, one of the things that it talks about is, like, being conscious of yourself in relationships, not just of the relationship and of the other people. So, like, you know, there, just one example that's super easy off the top of my head is, like, if you, if you want to make art with your partner, you have to have your own art practice to like bring that to the table yeah and then that way you together can like produce something that's better you know if you both like two people or like multiple people however many people if you have your own practice you're bringing something to the table and then making something else out of it so that's kind of like in general in your life like if your life is just your relationship like you're not gonna have anything to talk about or (laughs) whatever there's nothing like pushing you to progress Mm -hmm. and um you know, it's important to, like, make space for yourself to, like, grow and and to have that space in your own life. 
has it been comfortable for you or is it like no it's super hard yeah (laughs) if you ask anybody that knows me (laughs) and they're like what's the thing that jay needs to do they're like jay needs to take some time for himself and then i go to therapy and the therapist is like you need to make some space for yourself and i'm like and all my friends are like well that's what we said (laughs) all my partners are like that's what we said and my mom probably is like that's what i've been telling you since you were 12 years old (laughs) you strike me as a super uh, caregiving daddy oh yeah okay so we have confirmation (laughs) from jack (laughs) so like when you're a super caregiver Sometimes, well, okay, I'm projecting my own experience, so I'll just quickly name my experience. I'm a super caregiver because that's where I learn, that's where my value is. Mm -hmm. And so I bring a lot of care to relationships because I'm, that's where I feel comfortable accepting love. Mm -hmm. That feels like my major role. So I have a lot of trouble um, even considering my own needs. And someone else giving me my own, like, what I need, that sounds... That's very uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But I know it's like where the juice is. So tell us a bit about the juice. So like where, where, like what's your favorite thing that you're working on for Jay? Oh. <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. I mean, just like exactly that. Like just yeah. like honestly, like just not like considering myself in any way or like even like knowing. What a sin. You know, mm-hmm. like it's really like I'm definitely uh i don't know i just because you don't sleep i don't well yeah i have trouble sleeping yeah you know i really am like if someone is like asking me to make a decision my reply is always like well what do you want yeah like always yeah yeah um so if you started small like how you guys started small with your boundaries in the beginning of your relationships where would you where where do you start small to start practicing like i don't even know what do you think I mean, <laughs> you did it! Hey, you did so not! Fast. I'm like, I've been talking too much. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no. Am I? Am I? If it's too much, here we go. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, no, like, good, let's be good. real about this here. Like, but like, so so a thing that we do because like Jay has has multiple partners in Montreal where we live, um, is like we have to be pretty clear about our like scheduling yeah scheduling is huge um yeah and so and and it's been like it's been a constant development as like our schedules change to try to like make sure that everybody's schedule is accommodated um but you're forever trying to get you know one day a week at least that's like your project day to like Mm. work on your motorcycles or like get in your garage and do the stuff that like like jay loves to problem solve yeah and like you often apply that to other people. Um, but, like, it's, like, the thing that you Same. clearly love to do and you clearly excel at it. Um, and so I think that, like, starting small for you is being, like, Monday afternoons I'm going to work in my garage and I'm going to solve machine problems, not person problems. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's where you start. Maybe. Go from there. Even, like, small things. Like, if it's, like, I'm, 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 like, also notorious for being, like, oh, let's give each other massages, and I'll go first, and then be, like, no, I don't need one after, you know? Oh, no. Sin. Sin. That's a fucking sin. <laughs> Christine, for our mainland listeners, what does, uh, that's a sin mean in Newfoundland? Because I find it really hard to describe. 
I think it's kind of clear. That's a shame. Yeah. That's it's, a not, it's not. It's not. Clear. Oh, really? It's like yeah. deeper. It's is deeper it, than the surface. I think so. But I'm definitely looking. What'd yeah, you say? It's yeah. It's a sin. It's a you shame. Know, it's You're right. It is. It yeah. Is, it is sort of like a. Sh- it's a shame, it's but a shame. like a very deep. Yeah. It's deeper. But it is a sin. Mm. Deep. Deep. They say. And you know, I'll say that, that. I'll do that even if I don't. If I do want a massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be like, no, it's oh okay. My God. So, You're all relaxed now. So like, what can we? What 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 can we do right now? Because do you like accountability? Do you work well? Because I work well yeah. with accountability. Like if I'm trying to start a unless little practice like, unless for you're myself, trying to trick me into getting a massage. <laughs> Consensually. Consensually tricking you. Because my therapist is is finding out that I work really well with like um, uh, uh, like accountability. Because and accountability and connection. So if you say right now, Jay, to our millions of listeners, <laughs> that you'll you'll work on like accepting a little bit of Jay care, what's a promise that you can make to yourself and to all of us <laughs> if you want? <laughs> I'm unsure about my interviewing skills this morning. I can, I'll just let's just say I'm gonna promise to be more reciprocal on reciprocal. the receiving end. Good, yeah, because I like I'm, it. That's I'm, huge. I'm good on the giving end of things, yeah, I think. Yeah, I need to be more reciprocal. And I need to be able to identify, like, in the moment, kind of like, mm-hmm. no, this is, you're stopping yourself from doing this for whatever reason. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. You're allowed to want things, too. I mean, I know the things I want, like, in a general Yeah, yeah, thing, but, like, you're allowed you know? to want Just, like, on a, it's like a, it's like a micro. I, I completely hear you, because we all know. We all know the things. We're all very smart. But it is in those moments. Mm-hmm. It's like, woof! I'm gonna bow out of this accepting of love and care. It's true. <laughs> but thank you, Jay. That's so vulnerable. I I really pre. Thanks for letting me. Thanks for making me holding me accountable in front of millions, thousands, and millions. Thank you. I'm for Jack. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever you got for us. I think that you could do the same thing, like the same game that we played about boundaries. That's what about I'm wondering. Desire, yeah, and just be like. This is the, like in that moment when you have to make a decision and you're like, oh shit, I don't want to decide. Don't like, wait for that moment. There's so much pressure. Yeah. Just like pick something at random. Just be like, I, I want a massage today. Yeah. And then like communicate that and then get that. And then like, like I always think because I've struggled so hard in my life to like figure out my boundaries and my, de- my desires and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I think of it like a game that you can just be playful with and you can be like, maybe I want this thing. And there's like no actual consequence if that's not the thing that I want, like that can just be the thing that I'm pretending that I want today to see how it feels to like get the feedback about getting the thing that I want. Do we all want to name a little desire that we want to give to ourselves today? Today? Just to, so we could all get an idea of how to practice this. Cause I'm really bad at practicing it too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm as bad as Jay. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm really like running bad away. Too. <laughs> I have to go pee. You can't go pee. Pee. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do we want to pause? Yeah, maybe. We can no, no, no. It's, well, I mean, yeah. Sure. Well, pause, pause. We, you want to pause? Okay. B or B, we need to deal with our feelings for a moment. <laughs> that was fun for was me. Fun we back. Part two. Okay, we all, we all, I think we all had to move and, and pee to shake like, uh, to like check it and then shake it out, you know? Yeah. Because uh, we're, we're reaching deep. So uh, casually just then we were like, oh my God, where did you get that idea of that um low skin in the game like low risk practice of like the boundary game with partners because christine and i were just saying that we've never had that 
on a date or in a relationship, and it sounds amazing. So, how does this sound for you, Christy? Like, you, do you want to go? Fantastic. Do you want to like go a little like I, bit deeper with what you were just saying? <laughs> and the... Yeah. Well, I just that's never been my experience. Yeah. Even to like try and practice like some of the stuff that's in conscious loving. Yeah. Which I started reading like right as my like last relationship was breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in one since. <laughs> what were some of the, the things that you were reading and you wanted to start practicing in your relationships? Well, they go in like pretty right away about like the the feedback loop. What's that? Of like action reaction. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, what I what I think of as the ping pong. Like one if one person does something and then the other person has like a a reaction, like activates them and then they activate the other person. Similar to like our relationship <laughs> where we Yeah, me and Renee actually have like a well, we have a close friendship, you know, and we also have very different communication styles. And we've had scenarios where we like, we ping pong, we're just like missing each other totally. And, and, you know, frustration ensues. And then it's like, we'll activate each other. And then, yeah, it's like the ping pong ball is going back and back forth until it escalates. And we have to like, you know, scatter. Yeah. Come back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But I like how that book like immediately goes into like each person's like responsibility and how like you know it takes two and if one person steps is able to step out of that like activation and just be like what's going on right here or like it it, like can completely disrupt that pattern yeah and I had started being able to like stop myself in in that last relationship and then try and you know like stop that from happening but it didn't really didn't really work because the other person wasn't going to meet me there. Oh, shit. Okay. It was like they just kept going. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to be able to catch yourself in that, though. Yeah. It feels really because powerful. It's like, yeah, because, yeah. like, the reaction is, like, the, the, like, action-reaction thing is, like, instinct or whatever. You're just, like, following whatever's happening, mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling on the surface. Mm. And being able to take that step back is, like, really cool. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm always bragging about me and Christine's relationship. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, aren't I? Yeah. Because it's, cool. it's, it's the most beautiful love. It's the most beautiful. Because co- I've always wanted co-regulation. And I do kind of mourn like that I haven't really been in healthy relationships. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm trying to figure out to mourn it a bit more because I think it's, it's worth it. Because I've just never had the safety mm. to mm-hmm. co-regulate. Or the, I've always been intentional with the way that I do relationships. Uh, but intentional, but coming in with all my trauma and shit. And you and I are really open with each other's, like, history of being activated. And um, do you mind if I talk a little bit about our, our dynamic? Yeah, go for it. We're both in therapy. <laughs> so when, we, when we're both activated and ping-ponging, we go to our therapists, take notes, come back to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, man, I think this is what happened when I felt activated is this what happened in your view? Oh, and then we, we hash it out. Yeah, that's really nice. That's great. That's healing. Yeah. And the first few times were like so terrifying for me. Because I'd never, I'd never experienced that. I would be like anxious for days. I would think like we weren't going to be friends, you know? And that was because like that's how 
that's how it was for me, like, growing up, or that's how it's been for me. It's like, like, things are conditional. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I always take it to be conditional upon, like, you know, how I, like, accommodate the other person, you know? So if I'm in, like, a fight with you, I'm, like, at at some point, like, somewhere in me, I'm, like, oh, it's it's gonna be over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time abandonment stuff for both of us, <laughs> in fact. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, look, I hate, I hate that word. <laughs> or maybe I just hate that it's true that Stevie I have that. Yeah. Stevie, do you Stevie hate it? it? Stevie wants to say something. Stevie's being very vocal. Stevie, were you feeling abandoned this oh. past week? <laughs> well, she had the rest of the fam around, so that was good. That was good yeah. uh, community love for Stevie. Yeah. But it's true, same. Like, whenever <clears throat> I've tried, like, I would just always cry in my friendships when there was a, a, a slight uh, conflict because I was afraid that they would leave. And I think uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people do bow out because not a lot of us have the capacity or the chance to learn nonviolent communication styles or like safety within community and our friends and all that stuff. So I'm always really excited for the healing that you and I do together, Christine. But it goes beyond because what I'm learning with Christine and the pieces I've learned like in punk and community and all that stuff about how to love each other. It does ripple. I like the ripple effect that you both named. Anyway, this is all very hot. So we said that we would, uh, four of us, I really like accountability. Like I said, that's how I thrive because otherwise I won't take care of myself. (laughs) So here we are and I'm going to try to reach deep myself and try to figure out something I will do for myself, but I don't know what that looks like yet, so I'll defer. <laughs> Just, Jack, would, do you have anything hot that you want to bring up? I ask you because uh, we chatted a bit on the break, and I have a feeling you're ready with all kinds of hot tips. Mm, like, what do I want today? Yeah, like, uh, what's an example of how we could put into practice what we've talked about so far, about the little, the little ways that we could show up for ourselves, our own care, so we could, uh, well, mm-hmm. so we could care for ourselves, full stop, but mm-hmm. also practice uh, love and the patriarchy. Yeah. Let's see. What do I want today? Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't, it's hard. It is hard. Um, That's why I deferred. I, I have no idea how to even approach it. Me either. What's the can, can you think of something that you would like to do for yourself today? Only very simple things. like. Let's start a, simple. Have a little meditation nap before going out. Meditation's huge. Because yeah. you just started meditating, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I actually find it chills me out. Like, I started doing this standing meditation because of our uh, acupuncturist suggested it. Because me and Renee have chi deficiency, uh, which can translate to just being tai tai all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, like, supposed to help, and I do feel it. Um, but I also noticed that if I don't do it in the morning, Jay caught me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was very worried. You were worried. I was worried that I was gonna scare Christine. Oh, because okay. the place where we were, it was like the 
the bedrooms and the kitchen were over here, and it was like separate where the living room was. Yeah. Christine was like standing in the sun from the door. It was very beautiful. <laughs> it was cool and beautiful. And I came out, and Christine had like the big headphones. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, well, there's like, and she had her eyes closed. I was like, she has no idea I'm here right now. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I go by? <laughs> And, like, because I knew that, like, if I disturbed the sun, you know, like, something, and totally. it might be really scary. Yeah, yeah, And I was course. worried. Totally. It was totally fine. Yeah. Like. I was just like, but, oh, hey, Jay, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, like, totally fine. But I was really like, oh, no, like, well, I'm going to scare the shit out of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, real. Yeah. I scare you. But it was cool. Worry. It was impressive. It is impressive. I was impressed. I was impressed by your meditation. Oh. See? Seems very small, hard time. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why I wasn't so jarred, because it's really hard for me to actually focus. Oh, yeah. The whole time I'm just trying to get there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm just trying to be in my body Mm -hmm. and not in my like-to-do list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I did notice that when I don't do that now is when I have that hyper energy in the morning that you you always respond to. And it's like, Renee gets up like an hour after me or whatever, and I'm like, so Renee, I got all these things to tell you. And Renee's like... Oh my god, like back up. Back up for like two more hours. <laughs> Give me five hours <laughs> while I wake up and deal with my morning anxiety. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do find that it it chills that weird manic energy that I have in the morning and makes me more calm, which is nice. Mm. I love that, and I love that you made a practice of it where you miss it if you don't do it. Mm. Yeah. That's, That's like something that you maybe you didn't identify that you need. But you needed it, and you're taking it, and you're, like, making it part of your practice, and you notice the difference that it makes, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to force myself to do it every yeah. time. Oh, I, yeah. I never want to get up and do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it does work. I never want to do anything that's good for me. Drink water. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at saying no when it's something for Yeah. Me. <laughs> so what's, your, what's yours going to be today, though? Drink I don't water. know. Gonna, yeah, drinking water. That's a good. Drink water. That's nice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna practice being reciprocal, like Ooh. just like that's it. That's that's my that's my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this not just today. Yeah. I'm gonna practice. I'm just gonna practice being reciprocal. What do you mean by that? Just like if I identify like something, receiving. like no? receiving, definitely yeah. receiving. You know, reciprocal, like yeah, like receiving care, and in general. Everything like just being like I need to when I also when I identify something that I need I'm gonna take it or like express it. it yeah yeah not take it but like ask for it or express it and at least even to myself express it to myself <laughs> that this is something that it's like important and yeah do you remember when we got home from the show last night and you sat down on the couch and yeah you were like, I want a foot rub. And I sat down and I was like, give me your feet. I didn't say I'm foot I said, <laughs> no, you said it to oh, the my room. feet are so sore. <laughs> and then I, I did say, actually, I did say something. You did. I, I remember. Yeah, I was yeah. like. And then I was like, yeah. no, I don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want a foot massage later? Yeah, maybe later. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Now we all heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you will accept some care today. Yeah. And, and millions, <laughs> and millions, millions of, of people. <laughs> millions of listeners. Yeah. Are going to... Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a follow-up yeah. episode <laughs> of an update. <laughs> I really like that. You know, it's that's one thing that, like, for me, something like foot rubs. Yeah. I'm like, 
like I have my own personal issues with like you know something like a foot rub and like how like intense it can be yeah. you know but I'm also kind of like I like giving foot rubs but like nobody else likes giving foot rubs why would I ever ask someone to do that the I love of, you giving know? foot rubs so too. like it's like I there's do. lots of little things like that in my life that I really like doing yeah that I am somehow totally convinced nobody else likes oh. so yeah yeah, yeah. So, today you will accept a foot rub. I really like it. And you're going to pound some water. Mm-hmm. I'm d- yeah, I'm drinking water already. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You made it. <laughs> so stoked. I'm going to write in my journal about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> definitely... My personal growth day. Yeah. That's my thing for today. I want to What's sit yours? Down and, I want to sit down and write in my journal Cute. for like, like half an hour. Like just alone time. Not on my phone. Write some stuff down. Yeah. You know, keep track of all the things. Because I, like, I I'm, I have a really bad memory. Um, and so, you know, I have, like, a day planner. And the whole goal with it was to write, like, two sentences every day of, like, what I did that day. Yeah. To be more intentional about, like, moving through time. And, like, yes. you know, like, I'll be like, I don't remember what I did last week. <laughs> totally. <laughs> At all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, you know, I so rarely do it. So that's my thing today. I want to sit down and, like, write the cool stuff that's happened in the last few days and, like, the stuff that I've been thinking about and yeah. put down on paper. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, and mine will be... Um, so I'm I'm uh, leaving on September 6th to drive to Halifax, and I'm a, a master procrastinator of things that I need. Mm-hmm. I need. And I've been talking to my therapist about it. I possibly have some um, ADHD stuff going on. So she suggested that I take 20 minutes of some type of accountability. Christine has been really gracious and like sat with me for three hours in my room while I organize what I need to take to Halifax and what I need to get rid of. Uh, but I and I feel really uncomfortable letting other people into my space where it's focused on my care and what I need to do. So what I'm gonna do is listen to 20 minutes or watch 20 minutes uh, in the periphery, um, parks and recreation, and throw out a bunch of stuff that I don't need today for 20 minutes. And I wasn't gonna do that. I was gonna wait till tomorrow because mm-hmm. I love putting off my own oh, yeah. care. Yeah. Uh, to all the days till it doesn't happen and then I just had to throw out all my stuff maybe like that's mm. what could easily happen mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so today that's what I'll do for myself because then I'll feel very proud of myself and Christine will be proud of me because she just gave me the thumbs up because you, you're just like we're getting your room <laughs> together baby, yeah. baby and then uh, that'll be my care and I won't feel shame that I've put it off and I'll be really consciously kind to myself about the process. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds small, but like it's big to me. You'll have such a good night after that. I'm going to have such a good night. You usually have a good night, but like I I do think you do. But yeah. I will though. You'll have an extra good night because you'll be like, yes, I did that thing. I I don't have to worry about it for tomorrow. It's true. And Mm -hmm. it's just like you're going to feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hot. Not procrastinating. Is, hot is it hot? I'm a procrastinator. I think I'm also a really bad procrastinator. Yeah. Well, I, I, whenever well, I don't procrastinate, it's like yes. <laughs> you naming not procrastinating is hot is really motivating for me. <laughs> that maybe that's the accountability I need because I find it so hard to put in place accountability. Maybe it needs to be hot. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it needs hot. to be named. It's hot. It's hot. That's Whoa. a tender bio, like. I'm not going to procrastinate the day that we go on a date. It's just like, yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Thank you. I feel this is like definitely a circle of hailing right now. <laughs> All right. There's also there's also the thing where you you like do a thing and then you feel a certain way and then it it like if you keep doing that it creates the pattern. Yes. Because you get that like good feedback. Yeah. Yes. Or those, Love like, the good feedback. And then and then it, you're more likely to keep doing it. Yes. I think what's because because my therapist is like celebrate the little things that you do because I don't mm. I don't think I, I don't think I sit in that feedback mm. I don't think I sit with like the relief or pride or whatever that I would have for doing something with myself in my body I think I'm just like you're wrong you're doing it wrong shame 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 and then I'll carry mm. that the whole day it's like I yeah. didn't do enough so I like mm. that thank you Christine because I'll do 20 minutes today and sit with my body check in how I feel I'll look for a good feeling and then ride it. Mm. Yeah. Ride it. And that's one of those places that you can like ask the other people. Like if you can't give yourself that feedback, yeah. then you can like tell Christine or tell us like, I'm going to do this thing and it's a thing that I should feel good about, Yeah. but I'm going to take it away from myself with anxiety. Yes. And then we can be like, no, 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 you did the thing. That yes. rules. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. You're welcome. All right. Let's get back to you guys. Oh. Tell us your, your, um, what, what, what's like a burning desire right now to talk about love under systems of oppression? Romantic, community, whatever you want. Because I don't necessarily want to like monopolize the conversation. Monopolize, is that the word? Yeah. 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 Mm, I don't have any like burning desires. Do you? <laughs> what <are> you Name your burning desire, Jay. <laughs> there was also some really uh, good like uh, eye contact when burning desires was just expressed <laughs> between Jay and Jack. <laughs> do you like my leading questions? You want to do? You want me to? Keep yeah, going yeah, with it's the good. Yeah. Questions? It's definitely good. Yeah. Okay, how are your other partners, and what has that process looked like for them? Has this been like a healing? big experience for them as well i have a feeling it's yes but i'd like to hear more about it with your open relationship styles with all these beautiful communications that you've built for each other how are your other partners doing i mean i i hope that it is and i i think that it is um most of my other relationships are long distance um so it's a little bit more difficult i think to like, we are in community with those people, but it's not, like, an immediate kind of community. Like, I don't see them yeah. very often. Um, I think a thing about that kind of relationship is, like, um, that, like, long-distance relationships are really hard, um, but finding a way to navigate them that works for both people mm-hmm. um and and you know developing a, a system where it's like you can rely on the relationship and you know that it's like there mm-hmm. and that it's gonna be there mm-hmm. and that um hmm like finding a way to maintain a presence mm-hmm. in each other's lives mm-hmm. uh and so like that's also something that we figured out because jay traveled a ton for work at the beginning of our relationship um, so we did a lot of these like long-term relationship things, like we would watch a movie, That's really nice. like together, mm-hmm. um, or but have, not in the same place. Not in the same mm-hmm. place, but we'd like watch yeah. the same movie. Yeah. Um, or 
you know, be reading the same book and then we'd talk about it on the phone um, and having, like, a consistent date night, yeah. even if we're in different places where we, like, talk on the phone all night. Yeah. Um, those practices have, like, carried over into my other relationships. Uh, and so, you know, figuring out how to, like, maintain a presence in, in each other's lives and be reliable and consistent. Yeah. And, like, develop a, a relationship that can, like, last you know, indefinitely. Yeah. Um, I think that that has been, you know, I can't like speak for my other partners, but like, I think that that's been a healing thing. Yes. For all of us. That's what I'm sensing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I think that all of these types of relationships are always like, it's, you just recognize that you're, that every relationship is always like a work in progress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you never get to a point where you're like, okay, now we made like, it. we yeah. made it, you know, yeah. like whatever kind of normie relationship yes, yes. milestones, like a lot of those milestones sometimes don't exist Yeah. Mm-hmm. and, and you're not striving for those things. And yeah. it's kind of hard to also break out of that. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like, cause like often like maybe your own personal living situation isn't even like the same. Because maybe you're living at two places. That's right. And, like, how do you build... Which you are. Which you both are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of stuff. But also just, like, that your relationships are always, like, up and down. And, like, very tied in with, like, your personal mental health and the mental health of your partners. So there's just a lot of things that are always um, coming into the relationships and being able to navigate them and making sure that your relationships are, like... uh, satisfying for everybody and fulfilling everybody's needs and that's hard sometimes because your needs change and you Mm -hmm. can't i always identify like what you need in that relationship Mm -hmm. in that moment and because if we can't identify for ourselves how can we identify in that relationship exactly you know and like you know there's a lot of things like a lot of the um like books about polyamory will talk about like knowing and naming what you want and what you need. Yeah. But like how do we we haven't been like taught how to do this. Certainly not. Yeah. And especially, especially not in a relationship, you know? Yeah. Like, and not? especially as like traumatized people. Yes. We get so divorced from like the things that we want. Yes. And being able to determine that. Which yes. is why I love the open relationship model. Though like because it's perfect for trauma healing it's very like inherently trauma informed Mm -hmm. the whole well maybe not inherently because there's a lot of work that's been done to to continue how to figure out how to redefine our relationships in in safe ways Mm -hmm. Uh, because we chatted earlier about how how, like the ethical slut was like a lot of our first book in like 2001 to learn about open relationships and of course we've come a long way from from Mm -hmm. what they were getting at but uh also very I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. what they chatted about. But since then, you know, we, we realize they didn't acknowledge a lot of the needs that people would need who, who, uh, the people have, if they don't have enough money to have like a spare room for someone to come over or, yeah. or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like the, the housing situation or like the cash situation or, uh, like the trauma the... situation. Just like, yeah. I just, I just think that like when as traumatized people, looking for safety in relationships and looking for safety under systems of oppression. That's why I love open relationships because it's inherently based on um, trying to figure out how to express what we need Mm -hmm. in our interpersonal relationships. Yeah, and figuring out like what works for you. Like what Jay was saying, our, our conception of relationships gets so tangled up in all of these like received cultural narratives. Yes. Of, of the relationship milestones or of like yes. what a relationship should look like. Yeah. 
and then when you're in the sort of situation that we're in, like, you're not necessarily looking, like, moving in together might not be a milestone that ever happens. That's right. And, and there are, like, certain sort of, like, cultural narratives that just don't apply. Yeah. Um, and so it's difficult, or it can be difficult to imagine what the future or the progression yeah. of a relationship looks like. And that's really scary. Yeah. When you've gotten into a relationship and you're like, I love this, I want to stay in this for a long time, like, as long as it works for both of us. Yes. But where is it going to go? Like, how is that going to work? Yeah. And I know for me, that was, like, a source of anxiety at the beginning of our relationship because I was like, what's it going to, what's it going to look like? Like, there's no, I don't have a roadmap. Yeah. Um, and we did listen to a lot of, like, polyamory podcasts. Feel free to name your faves. Um, I don't even remember the names of the ones. Like, I'll follow up later and, and write a little list <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there'll yeah. be a link in the description. Link, link, <laughs> links, resources. But no, that's cool. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was just like, we would listen to those podcasts or do the workshops or whatever. Um, I love the intentionality of all this, yeah. And and even some of those, like, it would be just a different style of relationship. Like, yeah. it would be coming from sort of like a swinging yes. background. Where yes, it's like you yes, have yes. your primary relationship and then you have all these other people that you like date or have sex with and that's mm. cool yeah that's what they wanted that sure. works for them but it wasn't what we were trying to do totally maybe that's not even cool for them it may and, not but they be. don't realize they're know? they're stuck Somebody's in the exact like cultural narrative that, that you guys hierarchy. are naming exactly yeah. Yeah. and one thing so about hierarchy yeah and one thing that we've kind of been talking about a lot here which is long-term relationship building yeah. the one thing or one of the many many things not the one thing course yeah but like you know a relationship that lasts like one night or a few hours is like just as important mm-hmm. as like a relationship mm-hmm. that's like hundo f- like years and years long 100 so, and like learning to respect that and accept that that is super important like it could be a you know it could be like a couple hours that's like the most important thing to ever happen in your life mm-hmm. you don't know that that what that's going to be like and you don't know where that's going to play out and like your partners don't know where that's going to play out and all this kind of stuff. It's just like learning to respect uh, everything kind of on the same level is really tough. You know? and, and learning to let things be what they are. Yeah. And that was like, again, a huge problem in our relationship. Go, go into that a bit more. I'm curious about that. So, you know, when, when we started this relationship, it was like, I was like, this, I love it. I love this person. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, this person's other partner. And like, I love everything about this. And here are all of the things that I want it to be now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you put then, some expectations on it? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like expectations or just like, you know, all of the things that you've learned about how relationships like should, and mm-hmm. I'm putting that in like giant scare quotes for the people following along at home. Yeah. How it like should be. And you apply that stuff. And then you have to go through this process of being like, I actually don't want that. That actually doesn't work in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of the, the strife that we experienced at the beginning of our relationship was like, I mean, I'll name that a lot of it was me being like, Mm. here are all of the things that I want this to be, but they don't work Mm. because they're not grounded in this relationship. Mm. They're grounded in like all of these outside factors. Yeah. Mm. But also things that are important that we tried to put in a box. Totally. That we're like, this is the box mm. our relationship fits in. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect that box. Like, the, you can't respect mm-hmm. the box more than than the relationship. Like, right. that's pretty mm-hmm. fucked up when you think mm-hmm. about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Talk about what would, be, what would be in the box. Like, what? Well, just being like, like when we first started dating, it mm-hmm. was like, this is how much time I have. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, and you just being one, like, this one is night a thing, week you know? to hang out. You know? Yeah. You know, and like maybe maybe some relationships are great one night a week or even less. You yeah. know, like that's fine. Yeah. That's some of the one nighter. Christine's one one yeah. every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. And that that's I was not like that, and so I was like, I don't want just like one night a week. Yeah. But at first we we were like this is what we this is the this, that was like the first that's thing that we talked that we about we were like in. this right. is our this is what our relationship's going to be and we were like yeah okay that that's fine. Yeah. But then you very quickly realize like wait a minute that's fucked. Yeah. How did it's you deal with that cuz I could see myself falling in that trap. Oh. Like what what you wanting to schedule to to make sure everyone knows uh who's seen who when everyone's uh, on the same page. And everyone has like expect like everyone's setting what they want, their boundaries, their comfort level in the relationship, mm-hmm. and then someone says, "Yo, that's not working for me." I I don't know how to deal with like how did you deal with it? I mean, it we... just it just takes time, like yeah. And this is the thing that that we learned, and that I was trying to say a minute ago is like, like building a relationship can take a lot of time, and it like takes time to figure out what works and like settle into it and like let your nervous system adjust to it. Um, and I think a mistake that we did make that fortunately we recovered from, but a lot of people don't recover from is like trying to force a relationship to be a certain way right off the bat yeah. without getting sort of like the lay of the land and the yeah. way of how two lives like yeah. can sort of work together. Yes. Um, so we fucked up so much. Can, can, <laughs> I, can I name something about, um, your past relationships yeah. like that. So so Jack came in when Jay you were already partnered. Yeah, for like for very long years. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to come in um and then figure out the lay of the land as you mm-hmm. said. That's... And honestly like the like my relationship with Jack is like my first kind of polyamorous relationship. Okay. So I wasn't sure yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so like my other partner and I like we decided like, oh let's try this. Yeah. And then I started dating Jack and it just you okay. know, it was like this balloon that like just like right so and it was really like you know like a huge learning experience and we fucked up a lot like yeah, said. of course yeah um and i fucked up a lot and like yeah. everybody you know like Everyone but we all kind of had yeah. to figure it out like together so yeah and luckily we got to the place where we are now you know this and i'm amazing. sure like in, maybe in five years we'll look at now and just be like wow that was <laughs> can't believe that that's why we were doing everything <laughs> so wrong yeah. But it's been six years that y'all have been together. Almost, yeah, yeah. And uh, your partner, I, I don't know if you were going to name her or not, but your partner, how long were you guys together for? I mean, now we've been together for like 20, this is our 20th year. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So like, I just love it. And like, Jack's giving the devil horns because like, it's such a, <laughs> 20 it's such a thing old. to celebrate that like, because people are like, oh, I, it's almost impossible to start over a relationship unless you started from the beginning. But that's simply not true. No, it's not true at all. Like you can, like yeah. there's, there's like also specific books about like opening up your relationship. Yeah. Like how to like not destroy your existing relationship by like opening it up and yes. like how to communicate through that and talk yes, to your, yes, yes. your ongoing partners. And like also like I just started dating someone new like about yeah. six months ago. Beautiful. And like again like the thing where it's like that six month anniversary is important even though there's yeah. like this other 20 year anniversary. Yes. At the same time. So it's like those you know having equal footing on everything and like respecting that is like something that we've learned mm-hmm. and it's also hard just like for your to make yourself like realize and respect everybody and mm-hmm. like you know just realize that you're fucking up yeah and being like well maybe this isn't what i want or this is what i want and i need to like we need to figure out how to work in this other thing mm-hmm. 
And how did you deal with realizing you fucked up? How did you acknowledge it with yourself and all your partners? Like, I know there's it, that's a whole thing, but, like, just, just for, like, my learning as well, like... How'd you do it with such grace? Because clearly you did. <laughs> you know? I'm I sure mean, it was really, messy. You don't need to get into messy details, but like... We didn't always do it very gracefully. Yeah, and definitely like, not. Like, I'm really bad for going into like intense shame spirals when I realize I've Self-shame? Up. Yeah. Yeah. And Me too. Like, I'm the worst. I'm horrible. Yeah, that's where like, I would go too. I'm yeah. unworthy of love. How'd you get out of that? We just... We do it together. That's beautiful. Because... Like, as much as I want to be like, well, this is my own problem, and it has to do with, like, my mental illnesses. Yeah. Um, Which is so easy to just cave in on yourself. so easy to just, like... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Put it all inside and and deal with it that way. Um, But that strategy never worked for us. Because it... It doesn't You just... You you keep it all inside, and then it just, like, finds other insidious ways to, like, leak out and, and affect the relationship. Um, me knowing that Jay's partner is also a beautiful, loving person, was did you just not have the space to be involved with two extra super loving people who are caring? Being in a relationship with like genuinely caring people, yeah, who allow you to fuck, like not allow you to fuck up, but like yeah. who don't push you away, yeah, when you fuck up and just continue to love you, yeah. That was so. It's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and it was triggering for me. Yeah, to be like, to have somebody not react badly mm. to that was like really upsetting, and I would always expect it. Like I would fuck up, and then be like, "Okay, I'm leaving. I'm gonna move away from Montreal." Yeah, and like I've you know, irrevocably fucked this up. Yeah, um, or irreparably fucked this up. Yeah, and then to turn around and and still have people be like, no, love. we actually love you. It was just like, I hated it. <laughs> I God, I, I love it. that you're naming that. Did you hate it just because it's not like what your body's used to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't jive well with my sort of like self-deprecating. Like totally. I'm secretly the worst person. In the oh, world wow, that I don't deserve anything nice. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And I love when that part of me gets challenged. Oh my god. I love that you're being so vulnerable right now. I knew you would bring it. Thank you. That's like such a big deal to name. Yeah. It's like the shit. And I I think that like deep, deep shame that so many of us carry, especially if we have trauma. Yo. It's uh, so often we don't have like a safe place to like receive love after naming it or experiencing or trying to run away or or like fold in on ourselves with with shame. Mm-hmm. That's the hottest shit <laughs> to be met with like love and support mm-hmm. consistently. <laughs> consistently. And I'm hearing yeah. a lot about consistently uh, consistency with y'all. Um, consistency is that the, yeah consistency consistency yeah because. Uh, I never thought about that as, like, an important thing, but it is. Anyway, beautiful. That's really good. Yeah. I'm excited for you all. It oh, my God. It's so nice. And that's why I love, like, uh, healing outside of, like, a really insular, closed relationship. Because mm-hmm. you had, like, multiple people telling you, mm-hmm. nah, you're you're valuable and, and worthy of love. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I, like, polyamory is, like, a funny, like, hack to that like it's not uh, the yeah. only way to build community and it's like not you know 
the ideal way to, to build community is probably not to be dating your entire community. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hot, though. Sounds hot. It's called my goal and dream. Right. <laughs> no, no one's ever down. I'm like, hey, open up your relationship. It was like, get away. <laughs> but, like, when you're, at least for me, like, I'll speak for myself, like, being a person who is, like, fairly traumatized and very distrustful of other people, yeah. like, it often is the way that I develop relationships is through romantic relationships yeah. because I am so like I have such a tendency to self-isolate yeah um and to be really like insular and not interact with people who don't go out of their way to interact with me yeah um that's real and so oh god I totally lost my train of thought on that um but yeah just to have like a community that's like more than one other person who allows you to be like messy and yeah. intense yeah and just like you know gets like can get mad at you like if yeah. you if you're being horrible yeah yeah people who are like you're actually being horrible right yeah, now, yeah. and i still love you unconditionally yeah but like man you gotta stop that yeah yeah mm. um, that's very kind and, and gracious for someone to let you know and the totally. for you to take it but then to still continue to show up for you yeah yeah like, yeah mind blowing yeah no i i i'm definitely looking for that healing for myself, I'm always afraid people are going to find out I'm actually a bad person and not be my friend anymore. It's generally because I have an anxious, avoidant attachment style. And you guys are into attachment style conversations too, mm-hmm. aren't you? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you uh, do you know your attachment styles? And I know obviously they're they're not like binary. They're not like um, you can go, what's the word? You can go between they're all fluid. the... Yeah, they're fluid. Yeah, definitely yeah. fluid. Yeah. So I, I definitely go between anxious and avoidant. What about you guys? I think I'm I'm there too, like anxious avoidant. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like I'm like I find my I find things in all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Definitely yeah. about me. So it's like and it definitely like yeah, just sort of very fluid between all of them for sure. That's really good. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. I'm glad I'm glad you're you're bumping over to the secure attachments. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Christine? I feel like I oscillate between the two. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm either, like, anxiously chasing s- s- someone. <laughs> yeah. Or trying to get away. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to be nice to me? I'm going I'm to run as far as I can. That's you just interject, like, yeah. receiving something good that we're not used to? That's so interesting. I've never really thought about that before. It's like, nah. Yeah, yeah no, I've resonated with that. Whoa. Pretty hard, yeah. Really? Well, yeah, because, like I was talking before, even yeah. about our relationship, like, yeah. I've never experienced the type of acceptance, like, when I was talking about, like, being terrified after we have like a fight you know yeah. uh it's coming from that place right because it's just like it's just like oh i did something wrong i'm unlovable like i fucked up that's the that's it you know like we're not friends you know mm-hmm. so then to like come back and have a combo that's just like oh yeah like maybe i fucked up and you fucked up and it was like weird right <laughs> and, like, everything, everything be fine is yes. so alien it is alien uh, yeah. Yeah. but it definitely is healing for me yes uh, me too because it's like oh oh yeah like shitty things can happen and be done and i still love my friends when they fuck up but i it's like i can't make the jump to like them loving me if i fuck up yeah Yeah. oh we had this really interesting conversation about that the other day yeah where 
I was like, you know, like when you're in therapy or whatever, like your, your therapist will always be like, you know, you should try treating yourself the way that you treat other people. And I always be like, yeah, whatever. Also tell me to go like do yoga and hug a tree. Like, um, Have you tried getting outside? <laughs> Have you heard of mindfulness meditation? Yeah. <laughs> because it just is such a, it seems so trite to say it. And I, yeah. it doesn't, I could never make it like work in my own head mm. to be like, well, what if I just treated myself the way that I want to be treated? <laughs> and then they're like, interesting hack that I found that I was telling Renee about is if I dissociate hard enough, I can actually imagine myself as a person who I am not. Mm. And then I can treat that person really nice. I shit when you said that because I love it. (laughs) And it's not the ideal way to come at it, obviously. But But no, but it's it's a step. And it works. Yeah, yeah. Just like meet yourself wherever your eyes like, you know, if you need to like bounce out of your reality for a second, go back. I really like it. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And I just go think, ahead. you know, like, sometimes you can't always do things in, like, the nice way that, like, you know, mindfulness meditations or whatever are imagining, but, like, if you can figure out a way that's, like, kind of, like, roughshod <laughs> to get there, yeah. at least you can start building that pathway uh-huh. to doing it in, like, a more, like, healthy <laughs> Air way. quotes. Air quotes. quotes happening. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And clearly you're getting there. I fucking love it. Yo, man, we gotta close it up. We're, this is long. There's so many other questions. <laughs> so we're all very tired. Yeah. <laughs> we're all processing. Closing remarks. Anything uh, that you must tell people about love? You don't have to... You can figure out your own way to do it. Like, your your imagination is the limit. Yeah. You know? You're not gonna find, like, a thing that tells you the exact way that's gonna work for you. So just, like, play with it. Like, play. Play is so important. It's true. That's it. That's what I want to say. Oh, thank you, Jack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'll add to that that it's, like, you need to play, but play respectfully with yourself and play respectfully with your, the other people. Cute. Too. Mm-hmm. I love it. Jesus. Thank you. I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> Neither do I. We said it. Yeah. I want to say thank you. It's all out there on Thank the table. Thank you. It's all Thank out there you. on the table. It's super fun. I'm so glad. I love it. It's my favorite topic. Yeah! Woo! Love rules. Yeah. Love I rules. love you, Jay. I love you, Renee. I love you, Jack. I love you, Renee. I love you, Christine. I love you, too. I love you, Christine. Love you, Christine. Oh, it's fucking happening. I love you, Jack. Love you, Yeah! And there you have it. An incredible conversation that I'm so grateful for stoked for it was fire and i do want to follow up and say jay and jack have been expressing that they should probably do a follow-up part two of this conversation because it was so i'm i'm paraphrasing now because i don't know their full experience with it but it's been uh, indicated that it was really helpful for their relationship in a thousand ways that I'm really excited to hear about. And so I would like to continue that love of the patriarchy uh, model with following up with people because, yo, it is. Like, it's a, a continued growing for ourselves and our uh, interpersonal relationships on a whole. So, yo, love of the patriarchy, alive and well. Get at us if you want to be involved with this. You know I love talking to people about love. And uh, Christine does too. So we're stoked. Hope you're all taking care. 
and uh, let us know if you have any questions, comments, and I love feedback. Let me know if I've said anything fucked up. I love uh, uh, criticism that's uh, coming from like a a cool place of like uh, letting me know. You know what I'm saying? Okay, love you all. Bye.